Margot Robbie's performance, though, she ate this oh one scene goodness. up. This one scene up, I was like, this is her movie. From it's, it's, it's her movie. I don't care if Brad Pitt's in it. I don't care if anyone yeah. It's actually her movie. Her performance in this was amazing. I loved it. This is um, very much a Margot Robbie movie. Welcome to the Lockdown Yard podcast, where we discuss all things TV and film. My name is Ed. And you know me. My name is Charles. We're not experts nor are we people with deep industry knowledge we're just fans having a group chat with you guys so enjoy the show and let us know your thoughts see you in the lockdown yard baby so you and i we're no strangers to a good divisive film yeah divisive films being (laughs) some people hate it some people love it and yes more often than not we tend to be on i'd say the right side of history i'd say Mm. but every now and then I guess, well, time will tell, but every now and then we seem to fall on the wrong side. And (laughs) yeah, well, you and I also differ on certain films too. You, for instance, like The Invisible Man. I don't. I I still don't understand your hate for The Invisible Man. See, this is this is an example of a divisive film. Was it Was it the ending? It was just predictable, bro. It was just so predictable, and yeah, the ending, the ending was a bit too wrapped wrapped up like neatly in a bun, like. When people say things are predictable, I mean, we're in 2023. Most film ideas have been done already. So, well, this when I say predictable, I mean like it's predictable to me. It's not predictable overall. Like some audiences can not see it coming, and I, you know, it's good for them. But when I can see it, it's just, like, it's, you know, it's predictable. Yeah, come on, I, take... I get you. I mean, Man of Steel. I've, I'm not gonna come. I'm not gonna revise history and say I loved it from the jump, but I definitely liked it more than others when it first came out. It got so much hate, and mm. I feel like now it gets so much appreciation, which just wasn't there when it was first mm. released. Same as Ant Man one and two, actually, probably more so too. Like we yeah. like it. Most yeah, people still kind of think they suck, but like fair enough. That's the beauty mm. of film. Mm-hmm. True, true. Yeah, but today we're going to be talking about. The latest divisive film, which, you know what, to be fair, so mm. a good marker of a divisive film, for example, is when, and the Rotten Tomatoes isn't the Bible of film criticism. No, but usually not. when you go on there, the critics think of it one way and the audiences think of it another. It's usually a huge gap yeah. in percentages. But I'll give you, a, oh, there was one example of that movie. Damn it. Can't think of it off the top of my head, but literally the critics was only 17% of critics liked it. And then literally the audience score was like 80% plus. There, hmm. there are loads of films like that. I'll hmm. try and pull some up towards the end if I can f- think of any. But on this occasion, so we're discussing Babylon. Babylon today. Babylon, yes. Babylon. So Babylon directed by Damien Chazelle. Mm-hmm. So he's brought us a few classics in the past. He's brought us um, La La Land, and he brought us Whiplash. Whiplash, I think, is oh, such a good oh, film, man. Oh, Whiplash is so good. It's so damn good. J.K. Simmons. What a movie. Listen, J.K. Mm. Simmons and Miles Teller were just... <sighs> bombastic, man. Honestly, both of them great, great performances. Great performances. Man. Great performances. That's probably his career, one of his career-defining movies. I think mm-hmm. La La Land and Whiplash are definitely the highlights of uh, Damien Chazelle's career. He did 
10 Cloverfield Lane, which I actually think is very good. Mm. I, I quite like that movie. Um, he also did First Man, which I didn't mind. I didn't. I haven't watched that one. Yeah, it's just uh, about Neil Armstrong going to the moon. Oh, it's a biopic. Yeah, it's a biopic. But people were saying, eh. And then they didn't like um, Ryan Gosling's depiction of Neil Armstrong because they said, this guy's basically a robot. He has no emotion. Oh, I wouldn't. So like, eh, yeah, it wouldn't. So people were like, eh, okay. But he still, he still did La La. He's still the guy who did La La Land and Whiplash. Then we get Babylon to release 2022. And it's quite, a, quite an all-star cast. So we've got, who do we have? We have Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah, we have Brad Pitt. Indeed. We've got Tobey Maguire. <laughs> oh boy, do we have Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. If you thought Bully Maguire was a funky character... You Fuck. thought Bully Maguire was a funky character. <laughs> anyway, yo, yeah, it's going on. Get into that. We've also got Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. It's just um, quite a strong cast, and very, very, very strong. I like it. The reason we, I was talking about divisive movies was like before release. This movie was really being kind of hyped up. Yeah. As in, wow, it's three. It's three. It's over three hours. It's pretty much. The same length as the Batman movie. Yeah, um, it's an epic. Yeah, epic's usually that long. Yeah, yeah. People were like, "Oh my God, Damien Chazelle! He's this. This is gonna be such an ambitious movie." Then we saw the the critics and ban out, ban, 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 ban. Mm-hmm. What is this? Mm, <laughs> it's a bomb. They loving this one, dog. Gangway, it's a box office bomb. Them headlines, man. When they hit, it's just like, uh. but you know my Rotten Tomatoes rule, where mm. usually when the critics don't like it, it means I, as an audience, will like uh, audience member will like it. Well, yeah. maybe love it sometimes. So I was like, okay, no, no biggie. I'll just watch it for myself. Mm-hmm. And I personally really enjoyed it. So I did hear all the negative press for it going in. Maybe that lowered my expectations, but I went in. I was like, I loved it, but I could see why people might not. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I could see why I, people might not. Obviously, we'll get I into already it agree. properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I thought, okay, maybe other audiences were like me, where obviously they were, they weren't, they didn't hate it like the critics, but they saw, they appreciated it. And the audiences actually liked it less than the critics, which kind of shocked me after watching the movie. Like, okay. So yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to see why exactly Babylon maybe wasn't liked as much as it probably should have been and what mm-hmm. we liked and what we didn't like about it. So as we always do, start us off, Charles. I mean, okay. Babylon. Babylon. What, what are your thoughts before watching it? And then, well, yeah. you know, it was actually... Did we manage to do that, that episode where we talked about what we were looking forward to next year? You did, we did. And you yeah, know what? So, I'm so bad at remembering what was on that. Was on yeah, that. I know. So it was like, that's why I asked you. Um, but yeah, I think this was on my list for um, films I was looking forward to. Yeah. So when I finally watched it, I was I, I, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. 
the length of it, I had to split over days. I think maybe I split over like one or two days. <laughs> I'm a busy person, oh, man. man. I, I have a good knock off three hours, man. I have stuff to do. Um, but I liked it overall. Um, I can see like you why people didn't for a three hour mm-hmm. movie. If it's for a particular kind of... I think it's very niche if you like this film. For me, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure. It kind of falls in that category. Because, you know me, lately I've been saying I like these period pieces. Um, well, some of them, not all of them. But, and the biopic kind of thing. So, the epic nature of everything kind of I enjoyed. Um, yeah. Margot Robbie's performance, though, she ate this oh one scene up. Goodness. This one scene up. I was like, this is her movie. From it's, it's it's her movie. I don't care if Brad Pitt's in it. I don't care if anyone. Yeah. It's actually her movie. Her performance in this was amazing. I loved it. This is um, very much a Margot Robbie movie. Absolutely. Very much. Oh my days. Um, there were great performances all around. Um, Diego was, Carver was really good as well. Manny. Manny. Torres. Yes. Yes. Manny. Manny was a great character. I liked him. I mm. liked. I liked how the the story was just no 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 one was really. A good person they all kind of like just people in this era they were I all like, flawed in their own ways exactly and that's what i really liked about the film it was just okay this is a bit exaggerated especially <laughs> mr toby Maguire, <laughs> aka <laughs> what, what was his name oh gosh um i'm blanking i'm blanking i'll come i'll find it and come back i'll find it thank you back. yeah but his performance too but <clears throat> sorry overall performances are a bit exaggerated but i enjoyed this film I just, I personally enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's for everyone, but if you're into like killing three hours of your time, maybe if you want to do Babylon, go for it. It's there. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, I I agree. I agree. Like, and maybe as I was saying, my low expectations did help going into yes, it. Yes, I did have low expectations too. I forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah, like that really helped because I went into it probably expecting the worst, which isn't really a mentality I should go into movies with. I should go in with a blank canvas and just say, all right, I'm just going to judge it for myself. But it's just the way the media is now, man. Social media is, if, if a film's great, you'll hear all about it. If it's bad, you'll hear all about it before going in. So it just, it is what it is. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was an absolute mess of a movie, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, just mm-hmm. I remember after I watched it, I think I watched it before you, I said, I don't know what the hell I just watched, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of them ones, man. Honestly, it's one of them ones. Wait, I was like, what the hell did I just watch? I don't know, but that was that was quality. And as you said, Margot Robbie, like, we'll get into the, the, the nitty gritty, the spoilers, but yes, mm. some scenes, some of those set pieces, you could just feel, man, she rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed mm. this mm. off. And mate, uh, speaking of rehearsals, you know what scene we have yes. to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally a scene in the movie where they literally, like, it's like it's almost an insight, a behind the scenes into how um Hollywood um, scenes went in the olden in the 1920s when they were filming yes. before the technology was perfect, before <laughs> the set pieces were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite and funniest Absolute, scenes in the movie, absolutely. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yes. But yeah, I yeah, I enjoyed it. I can definitely see why people wouldn't have. Um especially audiences, because one, it was very long. It didn't need to be that long, I'll just say it. It did not need to be that long. There were whole no. scenes. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll get into it. Those scenes which could have been cut out. Yeah. But the funny thing is, even though they could have been cut out, I was like, I enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, was, still. Some, some was so random. Like, <laughs> well, I'll remember that for the spoiler section, but yeah, yeah I I say I liked I liked Babylon. I liked Babylon. I liked it. Yeah, I like it. Um, one more thing before we get into the spoilers, because this is just like something you should know about the film. The music bangs. Oh the music my slaps. Goodness. The music I think is actually going for awards. It was actually nominated um for an Oscar. Mm. Um one of the few nominations the movie got, but yeah. The soundtrack the, slaps, man. Amazing. Amazing. Damn. I mean the mu if you go back in other Damien Chazelle movies, the music always slaps. I mean La La Land, for mm. goodness sake. I know, I know. La La yeah. Land, the music was just immense. And mm. yeah. And Snap. obviously Whiplash for Whiplash. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Whiplash. Don't even don't even Whiplash. The drumming Whiplash. in that movie. So yeah. If there's one thing you know you're gonna get with Damien Chazelle movies, is some good music. Straight mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And Toby Maguire's character was called James McKay. James Thank McKay. you. Yeah, I would it. not have remembered that. Thank you. Listen, man, there's a lot going on in this movie. I don't blame you for not remembering the things. Yeah, man, there was a damn elephant somewhere, and there was a pregnant woman at the party. Oh, was like, was like yeah. a mess of different things, man. You know what? That just leads us straight into our spoiler section. So, yeah, let's get into it. Yes, I remember man. when... I, 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 the first thing I said to you after watching it, also, yeah, I said, this movie was enjoyable, it's random, yeah. it's a mess. Yeah. I gave you a heads up. I gave you, you did. a heads up. I you fully did. That warning. That warning. I hope you heeded that warning. I'm sorry. I, I, I was no. hungry. I was hungry, man. I was, I was like, no. I want to watch a film. And I told you not to watch the first five minutes of Babylon while eating something. To be fair, I wasn't eating yet. I had, eat, I had cooked my food. It was on my plate. And then I was about to, and then I didn't. So I, didn't, I wasn't in the process of eating, so that's kind of better, I think. Oh, man. That was a... That nearly that put just... me off the movie. <laughs> <I wasn't> like... <laughs> Why on earth am I watching? It's the, it's the POV. That, it's that's the POV. The scene, yeah. was he talking about the scene where an elephant is literally pooing onto the camera? I was like, how did we get here? The movie just started. <laughs> that was a sign of things to come. <laughs> this movie yeah. was going to be a random and an absolute mess. But entertaining at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Oh, my gosh. Not even three minutes in. Not even three minutes in. So, yeah. If anyone, you're going to watch Babylon off the back of this, or if you're listening to the spoiler section, you probably have. But, yeah, that was... Yeah. That, that was, was a nasty, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, nasty movie, a nasty start to the movie, but I was for some reason it pulled me, and I was like, "All oh, right, what the hell is All going on right, here?" All right, you set the pace. You set yeah. the pace. Don't don't go lower than this. Come on, what else you got? Mm. And, and speaking of the pacing, I think that's probably another thing that yeah people just wouldn't have liked mm. uh, about this movie. As I said, there was a long movie, and you just felt where scenes could have been cut out. For example. They're fighting the snake in the desert. Oh. Why did that? What? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't. I can't tell you. That I took me out of the movie. movie. That took me out. It brought me back in after, but it took me out because I'm like, you've been bitten by a snake on your neck, and what? Yeah. This lady's just gonna come and suck the venom out of your neck. 
yeah, just like yeah. that, and there'll be no repercussions. In the 1920s, where medicine wasn't even advanced. Mm. All right, whatever. Because it, it did try to sell itself as some sort of biopic into the behind the scenes of Hollywood. Yeah. When, when cameras and color films first came into play, but it kind of took me out of that a bit. Even though it was entertaining, I was like, I'm going to fight a snake. First of all, why is this even in the movie? <laughs> why is this here? I don't know, uh, man. Uh, but let's get into Margot Robbie's performance. Star Softman. Oh, my God. What, and what a travesty, by the way. Mm-hmm. She's not been nominated for an Oscar. Oh, absolutely. Travesty. I don't know if it was because of the timing of the movie. It was, she I think quite, it might have been. She was definitely up for consideration in this one, but she wasn't nominated, which was an absolute travesty because I'm just going to say best performance of her career. Best oh, performance man. of her career. by Sandy Chesner, for sure. I can see that. I, it's definitely a, a it's definitely a fantastic performance, for sure. Um, but the scene that just blew me away, first of all, her intro was just great. It was like really chaotic. It was just like, oh, I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm going to go with this party. Oh, who's here? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so happy. You want to do cocaine? Oh, my God. What's your name, man? And then she just went to the dance floor. And the scene where she was just on the dance floor, just yes. the way she was moving the camera angles, the the, the, the music, the, the atmosphere, everything was just Bruh. wild, chaos, chaos. And it was just, it was amazing. Like, she ate that scene up. That's Absolutely what I mean. amazing. The definition of eating a scene. Yes. And absolutely. you know how we love our long continuous shots with limited cuts. That was one absolutely. of them. Oh, absolutely. You know yeah. that's another reason too. Cinematography was on A1 in that scene and in various points throughout the movie. Mm, the cinematography, the score. Um, so, yeah, my, my, I agree with you. Margot Robbie, especially in that scene where mm. she was just... That was an absolutely crazy scene, by the way. The amount of things... You know the definition of... There's so much going on. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's this whole movie. <laughs> literally, this movie. Uh, if you got Babylon, just every Babylon should probably have a subtitle called "Everything Everywhere All at Once." <laughs> Legit. Ah, uh, uh, so much. Ah, this is even before the elephant. Before the elephant comes into that venue. Before the elephant comes in, even after the elephant um, leaves, and it's just the chaos of after the party. I paused it. I told you. I paused it, I, and I sent you a video. I saw it, like after after the party, there was a pregnant woman passed out there. She was at this party where people were having orgies and doing cocaine and mm. traveling around on elephants and and nude as well. People were nude. People were making out on the balcony. I was like, this is nude. just the definition of debauchery. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, there was so much happening, and I thought, how how well rehearsed is this scene? Sometimes I just look at big set pieces like that, where you know it's very little CGI, apart from mm. the elephant, of course, but very little CGI. It's like it's almost like a play, a theater production. Yeah, where everyone's in position. I'm like, how many takes did this take? Did the next row kind of slip and fall over here, and everyone had to get in position again? Mm-hmm. That was a great scene, and. Yeah, there was so much going on. But even then, Margot Robbie owned it. And I was owned just... it. And I think oh, on, the, on the one of the movie posters, you actually see the bit where she's just lying on the ground 
That's uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty much that scene. That was just, just amazing. So mm-hmm. just for that scene alone, she deserved the nomination, let alone mm. the rest of the movie where she was just fantastic. I was like, she's acting her ass off. Absolutely, man. And that scene, yeah. one of the name scenes off the top of my head that just come to me, like the scene when she just lost her shit in front of everyone in um, oh the studio when they were learning how to do sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that whole scene because it, it, I imagine that must have been how it was when Hollywood was like, okay, we can bring sound in, but all right, we didn't account for every single creak. Um, if you're not on your spot, the mic doesn't pick you up properly. If the, the person doesn't <laughs> vocalate properly, uh, if there's a person, um, what the hell did I say vocalate? Is that even a word? Um, it doesn't like project their voice. It's all this yeah. stuff. And the poor man in the sound box. Oh my that, goodness, bro! That, <laughs> it's when he kept coming out of the room saying, "It's really hot in here." And they just shoved it's like grab the top of his head, like get your ass back in there. <laughs> yeah, man, you ain't leaving till we get this shot. Get and back was, in there. I think when the producer or director, whoever, he lost it. He said, "So they were like lost. take take fifty or other." They were like um, an advanced number of takes. <laughs> Uh, it's a shame I don't know this actor's name because he deserves a massive it. a massive shout out for him because he was crying his lungs out trying to get this scene done he was losing his shit it was amazing it was not such an amazing performance my days man <laughs> he's hilarious because I remember him from um, the hangar no horrible bosses remember he was that friend in the bar PJ Byrne that's his name PJ Byrne Kudos, man. I started off talking about Margot Robbie, but I ended up with you. I don't even care. You <laughs> ate that scene up too. <laughs> like they were on. They were. They'd done like so many takes, and he thought, "All right, everyone, this is the take. Three, two, one, action!" And someone sneezed. <laughs> Who sneezed? Who sneezed? Who <laughs> <I was> sneezed? <laughs> And this goes on a mad rent. <laughs> yeah, and if it's not sound, it's um, it's Nelly not being on her mark properly. Uh, <laughs> You're off your mark. God damn it! <laughs> See, the, the, the things people had to go through early oh Hollywood days. when the technology was just mm, analog was, as hell. Uh, uh, rudimentary, man. Honestly. Papa, but that was a great... <laughs> it was a great scene. It was, right. almost, it was almost like an inception of a scene because we're watching a scene yes. in a film. Yes. That, you know, you get what I mean, yeah. Yes, that's why I like this film too. <laughs> it gets meta too, I like that, I like that. Because it's like, what if they actually get the take wrong within that, <laughs> that scene? Exactly, so, exactly. So we film the take as we film it being done wrongly, but then have to film it again. That's like, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I really liked what's his name's performance. I mentioned him at the start, Diego Calva. Yes, he was. Many. Yeah, he was really good. You saw his progression throughout the film. At the start, he was like really kind of, you know, just unassuming, just kind of out there, just doing his thing. And then, as the film got on, his 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 career progressed, and he fell in love with Margot Robbie's character. And yeah. That was a mess of a relationship, man. My it goodness. really was. I said at the beginning, I didn't really root for any character because they're all just kind of like people, like normal, flawed. Mm. But for him, I did feel the most sympathy, I yeah. suppose. 
Yeah. Oh, that scene at the end. So we're going to talk about the scene which was this was a consequence of, but mm-hmm. at the end where the hitman bursts into the room, kills <sighs> the two others next to him, mm-hmm. and luckily, as fate would have it, the hitman runs out of bullets. He's reloading, and the acting there when he begged for his life. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro! Like I know. It's like people are like, oh, it's not a difficult scene to write. Just act like you're, you're about to die and just... Nah, man. Nah, that man. was well, well acted. So well acted. He deserves yeah. a bit of a award recognition, which he probably won't get because there's a bit of a gender against this film, which we'll obviously get into yeah, later. He, but He's recognised here in the lockdown. Oh, right? yeah. We recognise you, Diego. That yeah, was man. superb acting. He was like, please, 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 I want to live. I want to live. Please, 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 I want to do it. I'll go anywhere. Please don't do this. And he pissed himself too, man. That's the... Oh. <laughs> he, that's just... what made the hitman have sympathy. He's like, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I was oh. still going to kill you, but oh. all right. I'll, I'll do you. I'll do you a deal. Get your ass out of my face and I don't want to see you around here again. Alright? <laughs> clean yourself up. Yeah, clean yourself up. <laughs> but that acting there, he was just like, please, I want to live. I want to yeah. live. Please, please. Yeah. It, was, it was genuine, bro. He was pleading for his life, man. man. And Mr. Toby Maguire. <laughs> Basically, you know what? I reckon if you cut the scene where they go and visit Toby Maguire mm-hmm. all the way through to the scene we just mentioned with yes. um, Diego begging for his life. That could be a, like a short film in itself. <laughs> he really could have. <laughs> it really, really, that's, oh, it was so good. Every scene that he was in, like, it was just so good. So good. That whole clip, basically, he was the biggest weirdo. He's the weirdest mob boss I've seen in a movie mm-hmm. that I can remember right now. Cause yeah, same. <laughs> the makeup Ever- was great because he just looked. What was he? What were they going for? Was he? What was he like? Like <sighs> he looked like a vampire, man. He looked. He looked so like sunken. <laughs> like like I, I don't know how to describe. He looked like he, oh, he looked jaundiced. That's what he looked like. He looked like he had everything, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> he looks really unwell, but it was like it just added to his really. Seedy, weird Creepy personality. Demeanor, yeah. That's like this is this is Bully Maguire twenty years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so savage. He doesn't have, doesn't have to act like he doesn't have to raise his voice. He's just gonna be like, oh, how about that? <laughs> this is this is Peter Maguire if he didn't have the Venom symbiote removed. <laughs> this is him. How'd that get there? <laughs> yeah, she's. He actually tapped into that character. <laughs> he really did. I've <laughs> oh, got my money. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Basically, Tommy Aguirre, he plays this guy called... I said James McKay, right? Yeah. yeah James yeah. McKay, he's like this, I guess, really feared mob boss, but he's got such a calm demeanor, calm but menacing demeanor. Yeah. And, and he is so cool. owed money by Diego and his friend. Who's the working? Was it Nelly? It was Nelly, and then Diego came in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Nelly, aka Margot Robbie's character, she was in a spot of bother. She owed money to this Tobey <laughs> Maguire character, yeah. and Diego was like, first of all, I keep saying there's so many great bits of acting, but the bit where 
Margot Robbie goes to Diego asking for help and he just loses it. Oh, that scene another, too. Another great build back. Like, come mm. on. I oh, love the season. Why, come are you, on. why are you ignoring this? I'm going to have a rant one one day about you omitting the woman king. That's a whole other thing. That's like, hey, hey. But for now, I'm just going to keep it Babylon, yeah? Mm. Come on, man. What a great scene that was. Everyone was just acting that. Them two, Diego mm. and Margot. But from that scene, you know, Margot Robbie's character owes Tobey Maguire's character money. And she, she goes begging Diego for help. Like, he hasn't helped her enough over the damn movie. Yeah. And, yeah, so he agrees. All right, I know a guy. He can get the money for us. And they bear in mind, they both work in the film industry. They yes. both work, like, behind the scenes with all the props. So then his friend's like, hey, yeah, cool, I got that. So they go to uh, Tobey Maguire's <laughs> money. <laughs> with, uh, no, Tobey Tobi Maguire's character with a yeah. bag full of money. He hasn't yes. checked it yet. But they go to him. He starts speaking to him and says, "Ah, oh, so you got the money, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I've got the, I've got the prop money." So, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I, I've got the money. We, we used it on set. What, what do you mean? <laughs> that scene, I... where he, he slowly realizes this is prop money, and he oh, is screwed. Oh <laughs> shit! I gotta get out of here. Um. <laughs> Where, you, where do you think you're going? And his henchmen as well. Like, by the way, did you recognize the henchman? Yeah, I did. I did. Did you? Yes. Randy from, I, from my, my, my name. My name is. <laughs> I've seen him in a few things before, but I like when I see him on film too. It's yeah, so cool. He's in shape, man. Oh, he's I been in shape for time. Yeah, I've, I remember. I clocked him. I was like, wait, is that Randy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and yeah, it's Randy. He was menacing as hell, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the moment they, the moment Diego uh, Manny he realizes they're screwed. Manny that was should have acting. Manny Manny should have known better. The man's name was the Count. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, don't, they, they don't strike me as with confidence, man. So they spend every moment from then trying to kind of break away from. Um, James McKay, but he just leads them to this weird underworld place where it's like levels upon levels of absolute. Yeah, I think that was the uh, the metaphor for like the seven circles of hell. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. it was that. I think it was actually called that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like as they went further and further down into that building, you just saw more and more debauchery. More and more debauchery. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I just love that scene where they they go to that monster slash. Human man, was that like? Strong. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Like a cyclops looking thing. I don't know, man. <laughs> mm. And it was fake. They found that it was fake money, and yeah, it was he led to Diego begging for his life later. But yeah, that whole scene, I just love. This is one of my favorite Tobey Maguire. Can you call it a cameo? Because it's quite movie for quite a bit for it to be a cameo. But I call it a cameo. I would call it performance, to be fair. Performance, yeah. One of my favourite performances I've seen mm. of this for a while. Man, <laughs> he's got range. I'll give him that. He's got the range, bro. He's got range. Think of nerdy Peter Parker and then think of this and everything in between. Like, he can do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, man. There was, a, oh, there was a movie I've been meaning to watch, but I think he plays like a, a, what's it called? a PTSD um, ex-army person. Is that Brothers? If it Jake might be brothers. Yeah, I think it is. I haven't seen that. 
Is it a scene where he's just going absolutely ballistic in the kitchen? In the, in the kitchen, yeah. In yeah, kitchen. that's the one. I, I've been meaning to watch that as well. I haven't seen it, though. But the, I saw that scene, and he was... I've never seen rage like that from Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He's got oh, he movie. was... I was like, damn. Has he still got mm-hmm. the venom in him? He's still got the venom in him. He was... He, he was mad. <laughs> he yeah, was mad. Man. Um... One character I felt didn't need to be in this movie, Brad Pitt. I was wondering when they're going to get to him. Yeah, I felt he didn't really need to be in this movie, to Mm. be honest. I don't really know what his purpose was. Okay, I can kind of understand why. Because if you think about it, this is the point of view of a man who has been the successful Hollywood star for... Years and years and years, but this format has changed, and now he's realized, okay, the world has changed their view of me. And you see the change, that's how you see the change of the times through him. So he becomes obsolete eventually, just like okay. sound, just like uh, uh, silent films. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And it was cool, it was cool to see. It was, it was cool to see the behind the scenes of you know, how Hollywood worked back then mm. and everything. The, did they really have the the whole orchestra in the desert playing along? <laughs> Man, they did. They actually did. That that was jokes. Man, dedication, proper. <laughs> <laughs> Get your money's worth. I'm just thinking all these people dressed up in suits, carrying their big cellos, <laughs> sitting mm-hmm. on the chair in the sand. Just You've got to set the scene right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and then the scene where they're trying to. Another another bit of just amazing acting from Margot, where she's trying, she's shedding a tear on set and mm. really trying to get the emotion out of it. I'm like, this is acting within acting, and she's just doing an amazing job. I was like, yeah. Well, you're talking about the scene, wait, the scene that took like multiple takes. Like she was like, can you tear from this one, but a little bit less on the yeah, other one? On yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole scene as well as just on its own recognition, like the 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 way it's shot between the two scenes. But I mean, we kind of mentioned it at the start. But why? Obviously, people are entitled to their opinions. But why do you think people just didn't like this movie? Like, first of all, was it mark? I don't think it was marketed all that well. I don't know what it really wasn't. I feel like most people, when I tell them I've done this episode, they'll tell me, "Oh yeah, Babylon. I never watched that. Yeah, (laughs) what's that about?" I feel like that's what they're gonna say, and I, I think maybe it has to do with the marketing, the lack of good reviews too kind of just put people off plus the yeah. fact that it's three hours long honestly you just mentioned the 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 fatal combo poor marketing plus bad reviews like your film didn't stand a chance it didn't yeah. most people you know won't even have heard of this movie mm. that's just the truth and if they do they'll be, they'll be like oh yeah i've seen it on the bus on my yeah. way to work <laughs> but i've not seen anything else about it so i don't know does it deserve to be marketed bigger do you think I mean, yeah, it's an epic, mm. and I'm gonna check the budget for this movie. I'm not. I'm gonna say it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap, man. While you're checking that, I just want to shout out another character we haven't mentioned yet, but I think it was an interesting, interesting take on um, times for uh, people of color around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney oh, Palmer. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, played by I don't know Yovan Adebu. Jovan Adepu. Thank you. 
Um, I thought his his storyline was interesting. So yes, I'm I'm surprised that they did that actually. You're right. That scene, that scene where he was asked to <laughs> use blackface, because oh. it's like hey, you were a little too light skinned. Yeah, we we, we need to fill it with the rest of your dark skinned bandmates. Right. You know? Yeah, you ain't dark enough. <laughs> You gotta go more on I go. Oh, Charles Ruckus. <laughs> nah, you actually brought. I can't believe I admitted that that character in that scene. But you're right. Mm-hmm. The scene where the, the look on his face when he was first asked, and then he, you can see that he knows what they mean, but he's trying to get him to say it. And it's, yeah, that was great acting, man. Mm, it was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and we saw the conflict within where he was debating, should I do this? Should I not? Mm-hmm. And then eventually we he did it. He didn't even mm-hmm. we didn't even show the process of him putting on. He just straight into a scene where he was playing his trumpet, and yeah, yeah, with the music as well. On top of that, I just felt like, man, this is bubbling, bro. He is fuming right now, and it's just going with the music too it's it's a great scene but i like the way they included that i suppose uh yeah i didn't think they would actually do that but hey they did it man and you know what have you ever heard the word babylon used in like context in like they they refer to governments and institutions corrupt institutions Mm -hmm. as babylon basically okay so I don't know if you've ever heard that, but sometimes you oh, hear yeah, but, oh, yeah. Babylon, this and that. It just means evil institution or evil mm. governments, whatnot. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? From what he, for what uh, Jovan's character was forced to do in this damn institution, Babylon is the right flipping, or the debauchery as well. Oh my God, the <laughs> Babylon is the right that. damn title for this. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very fitting. Very it's fitting. Very fitting. It shows what what um, black people in, had to go through in the industry back then. It was it was mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as I said, we, it's all subjective. I personally enjoy this movie. I can see the flaws for sure, mm-hmm. and I can understand why people didn't. But I think it definitely deserves for production value alone, man. Yeah, for production value alone, and the performances too. Yeah, but I hate when you can see how hard people worked in the movie and listen no one ever sets out to make a bad movie first and no. foremost even the worst movies you've ever seen so we the credits roll you see the thousands of people associated with this thing they mm. all nobody set out to <laughs> leave their home and go to work or work remotely or whatever to make a bad movie yeah no one so does no. sometimes it just turns out that way through copious <laughs> amounts of editing and whatnot it just no, didn't just, doesn't come to plan yeah something didn't get factored in yeah exactly so no one ever sets out to make a bad movie but yeah i I do think obviously it's all subjective but i do think this movie is nowhere near as bad as critics and audiences on this occasion say Mm. um some amazing performances and i think this will will be on the right side of history charles oh yeah i'm i'm not i'm not moving i'm not moving i'm not moving from this side absolutely give give it five years Five years, people are gonna come back. Let, let let it marinate, let it cook. You know, you know. It doesn't need. It's, it's, it doesn't need a bit of marination. Yeah, man. Let it cook. Let because right now it's raw. So you know, just give just, just give it a couple of years. Give it a couple of years for sure. Because yeah, it's 
it was a long movie. I said that. Yeah, I said it took me two days. I'm a busy person. <laughs> I could have done it in one day, but I had stuff to do, and I kind of wanted to actually make it last a little bit longer too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were some amazing, just cinematic moments in that. I was like, that, and mm. you mentioned the music already. Well, yeah, just for some reason, it just didn't sit well with a lot of a lot of people. So, yeah, man, Damien Chazelle. And my perspective, he, he's not he's not done much wrong in my eyes, but in the eyes of Hollywood and the, the kind of uh, revenue he's bringing in. So I said I was going to find the cost of this movie. It was cheaper mm. than I expected. Have a guess. How much do you think this movie was? Um, all right. How much is a standard movie, roughly? So a standard huge big big blockbuster movie these days, you're looking at two hundred million. Two hundred million. Okay. Um, yeah, two two hundred million standards usually. Right, Sometimes so one hundred to two hundred usually. Okay, so a bit less than that. I'm guessing like maybe like eighty. Damn, you are spot on. Of eighty, <laughs> this movie was seventy-eight to eighty million. Oh snap! Really? Budget. Yeah. And oh. they say usually for so for a movie to break even, it actually mm. needs to make around about twice twice its budget. Sometimes three times because of all the marketing and. And everything that comes after it, but guess how much this movie made box office? Mm, okay. So you mentioned the budget, eighty million, which was spawn, eighty million dollars. Yeah. And they got less than that, or like seventy, sixty. Yeah, it's like fifty-eight. 50 oh, million, yeah. So this movie, it lost money, man. It lost oh. money and. For a three-hour movie to just be losing money like that, and yeah, be no. quite frankly a huge, huge box office bomb, um, that's not good on Damien Chazelle's name. Because mm. I said it before, I liked First Man, but First Man didn't do that well either. Mm. And I'm like, damn man, Damien Chazelle, he has such a strong start. He's a young dude as well. He has such a strong start. He's only 38 years old. Strong start to his directorial um, career, but a few fum- a few fumbles in the you know when you look at the numbers, not critically for me, because I liked First Man, I liked Babylon, but yeah. those two films, people ain't really like them too much. Uh, sometimes you gotta crawl before you can walk, man. Sometimes you gotta get the kicks. No, but he was he he ran before he could crawl. <laughs> I know. Lala, man. I know. This guy will be counted as one of the guys coming up in Hollywood. Like he's, you know how um I think him and Ari Aster, because they're yes. both really young. So yeah, people like these yeah, two yeah. are the future. Of, Ari Aster is thirty six. Damien's thirty eight. So. Uh-huh. People like these guys are the future of Hollywood. Mm. Now, so First Man, for example, so that costs seventy million dollars to make. Box office brought in one hundred and five million dollars, which we really needed to make at least double, double its um, its budget. So mm. again, not a not a box office darling that one, but I guess. I hope Damien Chazelle kind of learns his lesson from the taste of audiences and whatnot, because, man, I'd, I'd hate for him to just dim his own light, because he's crazy talented, man. You can see how ambitious Babylon was. I was like, this movie is 
really, really trying to be that Hollywood type of movie, old school almost. I feel like you're right. Also, though, I don't know if he was trying to do it too big, too big, like trying to Mm. break standards or anything like that. I think he was doing it on purpose to illustrate a point. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, I, and I, as I said to you, this like I watched this movie, I enjoyed it, but I was like, "What the what, what the hell did I just watch?" Yeah, I was trying to say, what is the point? Of this? <laughs> I was like, "What was the plot? Was it just about Margot Robbie?" It was just and... life, man. It was, it was just, just life. life. It was just vibes in, man. Yes, it was just life. There was just a, a lot of tales interwoven together. Literally, like if I go on, let me actually just search the 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 synopsis, the, the synopsis? summary of this movie. It says decadence, depravity, and outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to finish it. Those two words. Yeah, then that's it. Depravity. We should have just started the, the whole episode like this. <laughs> Deca- um, Babylon. Spoiler review. Decadence, depravity. The end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it says decadence, depravity, and outrageous excess led to the rise and fall of several ambitious dreamers in 1920s Hollywood. As the industry begins to transition from silent pictures to the world of sound films, which doesn't begin to cover what the hell happened in this movie. So. Now it's putting it lightly, very <laughs> lightly. Yeah. This is this is the thing. This is what messed up because this is what we thought going in, and three minutes in, a guy's gonna get shit on by an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> that POV, I'm like, did you really put a camera there? Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's set the bear, man. Yeah, honestly, man. <laughs> so yeah, it, this movie, yes, it was a bit of a mess. Yes, it was too long, but. Didn't mean I didn't deserve as much hate as it got, so I'm gonna yeah. give it. I'd happily go to the cinema for this, watch it on a two for one, personally. Yeah. yeah, I will too because, like I said, I I personally like you enjoyed it, and I would go to the cinema to watch this, even though I couldn't because I was mad busy. But I would actually want to watch it on the big screen. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. So two for one. Yep, two for one. So until next time. We are out. Peace.